Welcome to the Strength Connection Podcast, a show to share stories, insights, and experiences in strength physically, mentally, and spiritually. I'm Michael Krukowski, host of the Strength Connection, and I'm so grateful that you can join me today. So in these episodes, I connect with some of the most inspiring and successful individuals to chop it up and learn from true life experiences that have helped them become who they are, the strongest versions of themselves. One of the greatest ways I've always learned the most important lessons is through stories. We all have them, and they make us who we are. So let's dive in. Here we go. All right. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Strength Connection Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Kurkowski. Thank you for joining me. We are in the middle of August here, but kind of feel that chill in the air. It's been uh, interesting here in upstate New York. Morning times of getting out, going for walks, you feel that cool breeze coming. So feels like fall is falls in the air a bit. So I know we've got some summer left and I absolutely love summer, but fall is my absolute favorite season. Uh, just love that changeover and just that Chris, cool air that we get here. So um, wherever you are, hopefully you're enjoying your weekend and let's dive into some fun stuff. So I want to recap some of the podcast and then a story it actually just popped up in my head uh, earlier this morning before I started recording that has a lot of merit and carryover into the unplug challenge uh, that I've been doing with my community of August 31 days, 30 minutes a day of complete unplug from distraction and about, you know, 10 plus days in now uh, when this airs. And it's been some really interesting, some really just what the heck is going on in my mind. And then just a lot of in the middle. So we'll dive into all that here. So to recap, uh, the episode I did earlier this week was with Megan Henry, uh, the savage and the sage, which I called it. As soon as she said this, I just got chills. I'm like, I absolutely love this. Um, she, This is how she refers to herself in many ways uh, from her work as an athlete and being ultra competitive in division one sports, as well as being an alternate on the Olympic team in skeleton, which I didn't know much about the sport of skeleton, uh, but it's like even more hardcore than bobsledding. Pretty much you are solo going down head first down an ice chute with your chin, like an inch off the, off the ice and you're going like 70 miles an hour. So we had a good chat and uh, fun times just hearing about that. But her breakdown of this is also being the sage, which is being into that divine feminine, that creative phase, that going with the flow, that meditative type practice. So she said to really be a full human being, it's embracing both of these together. So she refers to herself as both the savage and the sage. And her experience as a mindset performance coach and found out that she is one of the mentees of Dr. Nate Zinzer, who I've had on the podcast, who wrote the book, A Confident Mind, which if you haven't read that book and you're interested in human psychology and really the brain and where self-confidence comes from, it's the best book I ever read on this. Um, Dr. Nate was absolutely incredible. And as I was talking with Megan a lot of that conversation felt like it was coming back. A lot of the prompts that she uses with athletes and individuals that she coaches on mental performance and mindset. And yeah, just the whole conversation with Megan, she had some really interesting prompts and ways to create personal affirmations um, and not just say general ones of just, I am great. I'm powerful. I am lovely, whatever it is, because that was something that I always had trouble with, with those types of affirmations, thinking like, oh, I'm, I'm the best or nobody can beat me and all this stuff. And it's so general and so vague that 
it never felt like it did anything for me. Um, they never felt like it was changing my mood or getting me into like an excited state to do what I need to do. When I brought that up with Megan, she was like, yeah, you need to make it a personal thing. Go into the times in your life when you've felt strong, you felt capable, you felt powerful, whatever you're trying to emote, you need to have something that resonates with your own personal life. And the way she broke that down and how she creates that for athletes was really interesting. So if you're interested in that, go and check that out. Um, It was a really blast of a conversation that we had. And she uh, actually referred me a couple of people that she's worked with directly that I'm really excited to have on the podcast coming up soon. So be on the lookout for those as well. We'll get right back to this episode, but first I want to tell you about Nabosu Technology. Nabosu is the leading company in foot care products created by the top functional podiatrist and human movement specialist, Dr. Emily Splickle and her team. Our feet are a connection to the earth and the foundation of all human movement, and it's often the most overlooked part of our body when it comes to health, fitness, and recovery. Personally, I never thought much of how the foot impacts my movement and strength until years ago when I found my intense sciatic pain I was dealing with was coming from a locked up midfoot and ankle issue. So after putting emphasis on this, my pain subsided completely, and since then I've made sure to take care of my feet before anything else in training. I use the Nabosu Neuroball every day, whether I'm training or not, and I felt significantly better in both my barefoot strength training as well as running outside on grass and on pavement. Nabosu has the best products on the market, including the Neuroball, Recovery Socks, Splays, Activation Insoles, and the Kinesis Boards and Mats. So to check out Nabosu Technology, click on the link in the comments or go to nabosutechnology.com and use the code CONNECTION and get an additional 10% off your purchase. Again, that's the code CONNECTION. Use it to get 10% off. All right, now let's get back to it. And then coming up later this week, uh, if you do catch this right as it comes out, is I am releasing my longly anticipated episode with Todd Durkin. And Todd is needs really no introduction in the strength game. And I'm really excited to uh, deliver this one out because he just dropped so many golden nuggets of wisdom and motivation and energy. And it was a real honor personally for me to be able to connect with him because I've been an admirer for so long of his work. And I know that it doesn't matter if it's not, if you're looking for anything, everybody needs to go and listen to Todd in this episode It's absolute amazing uh, podcast that we did. So that'll be out early next week and come in. So uh, moving forward, I had one story I just wanted to tell. So uh, I'm a Yankee fan in baseball. Baseball was my sport growing up. Absolutely love it. And I know that Yankee being a Yankee fan is the most polarizing thing that you could probably do in sports. You either love them or you absolutely hate them. And I've heard every which way of, um, you know, different comments and remarks. And sadly, right now, we are not the team that we once were. We are struggling mightily in this realm. And I could go on tangents of that. I think management is absolutely blowing this entire thing because uh, they have such amazing players on there. But one of the people I grew up watching was Andy Pettit. And Andy Pettit, I think, is one of those pitchers that is the greatest pitcher that nobody talks about in the conversation of greatest pitchers. But multiple, multiple world champion. And he was actually the, I think the winning pitcher of the last, uh, all of the series of the last Yankees championship. So he won the division series game, won the championship series game, and he started the last world series game that they won. And early on in his career, he was much more of like a fireballer and he threw really hard. He could get guys out with his, uh, arm strength, 
And then later in his career, he really had to change everything that he was doing uh, because he didn't have that strength in his arm anymore. He had to be very creative. He had to figure out how to get guys out when he didn't have his cut fastball anymore, when the things that he used to really lean on and rely on in times when you need to get a big out or he had a really tough hitter coming up, he couldn't go to those anymore. And in baseball is so interesting because it's such a mark. There's such a small margin of error, especially for a pitcher. I'm seeing that with a recent pitcher right now in the Yankees where he used to throw 96, 97 miles an hour. Now he throws 93, 94. And just that three mile per hour difference was him being a dominant pitcher versus everybody is absolutely crushing it. So he said that he needed to figure out a different way and needed to be really a different person. And to let your ego down and to be able to look at yourself and be like, I'm not the person I was before and I need to shift if I still want to be competitive and still want to be a winner of what I'm doing. That takes a lot. It takes a lot more of, uh, takes a lot of mindset, takes a lot of letting go of your ego, all that stuff. But he said in an interview once, something that stuck with me for so long, and I wanted to read it here for you. So he said, and I'm paraphrasing uh, the whole thing, but he said, a starting pitcher gets about 30 starts a year if you're healthy. He said, five or six of those, you go out and you feel incredible. Every pitch that's in your arsenal feels on point. You can throw the ball anywhere that you want. Your command is on, your velocity is on, everything goes perfect. And on those days, nobody can touch you. He's like, you are just, you're on there and you can do anything that you want. Then there's five or six that you are going to feel like absolute dog shit. Like there is absolutely nothing going right. You can't find the plate, the release point, everything is off. And that's when you get shelled. And he's like, both of those is like, you can let those go really quickly. You know, it's like, all right, I had, I had nothing today and you go off. But then the other 20 is something's working. A lot of things might not be working. That's a mix of both of them. And it's those 20 that makes you a pitcher. He said, when you can get guys out, when you don't have your best stuff, that's when you know that you're a major league pitcher. And I thought that was so fascinating because it brought me to that rule of 10-80-10 that I've talked about on the podcast before, where it's so often that we crave those five starts, like those incredible moments. And we hold on to those of being like, I wish this was what it happens every day. But what you realize when you're a professional and you're doing this for a long period of time is you know that those days can be few and far between. They're really great when they come, but more often than not, it's not the norm. Okay. It's just that grand, beautiful moment that that happens. But it doesn't mean that those other 20 starts in there is you can't win and you can't stay consistent. You still can't get guys out. And it's such a philosophy for strength and a philosophy for consistent, healthy habits in life. It's because if you're just waiting for all those days when you're so motivated and everything feels energized and everything works perfectly, that's great. But you're going to get that 10% of the time. Most of the days are going to be ho-hum. They're that five out of 10, six out of 10 days where you're not feeling great. You're not really feeling bad. It's just somewhere in the middle and you just go in there and you figure out how to get wins on that day. And it brought me to a lot of the work I'm doing with the August Unplugged Challenge. So this is a challenge that I offered uh, the community that I work with of 31 days of August, 30 minutes a day of complete silence, just take away all distractions. So no phones, no computers, no watch, no books, no journaling, like nothing of productivity at all for 30 minutes a day. And 
the reason behind that, I'll go really brief on this because I talked about it before, is you know, I always felt being an online you know business owner, you're plugged in every day. And after I talked with Todd Dirk and he talked about mellow yellow time and blue sky time where you need those moments to unplug. It's not just something that you need to do when you're feeling, you know, drained or feeling like overwhelmed and stuff. You need to plan it on a regular basis every day because one, that's where creativity really shines in the moments of unproductive time. But second, it also just elevates the other points of your day. And we know that how plugged we we are just, you know, as a culture. And, you know, we have distractions every single, you know, moment in time. We have our phones with us every two seconds. And I realized that I was in a spot where I felt like I was so plugged in. And even though I was being productive and I'm doing good things, I still felt like I was always tapped in. And I just wanted to see about unplugging. And I let go of the things, even like reading a book or writing in a journal, which are not things that you have devices on, but it's still things that I'm aiming to be productive at. I wanted to do this challenge really to completely block out anything, just be, just sit with your breath, sit with just your mind and just let yourself be and see what comes out of it. And what I've learned in this time is I've had a couple of days that felt very clear, very focused, that moments of flow that I've had. I've had a couple moments where my mind is going a million and a half miles a second and I can't focus on anything. Even the thought catching, any type of technique and stuff I'm trying to work with is just not happening where I'm just riding out the 30 minutes, just be like, get me back out of this so much. And you leave those days feeling like, what the heck am I doing here? And then there's some days in between when I felt some moments of clarity and I felt some other moments where things were going all over the place. And I realized with this is the best thing about this challenge is just the aspect of doing it and going in with really no expectations. You know, something I talked about earlier this week with my friend, Alex Salkin, who is uh, on the podcast, and he had this uh, analogy of optimal versus practical. And he said, so often we're always looking for the optimal way to do something. What is the best way to do this? What is the greatest way that we can do this? When in reality, for many, specifically at the beginning stage of starting a new plan or doing something where you're trying to make a change, the optimal way is just what is most practical. And I've had conversations over the past month with people with this all or nothing mentality saying this. And I get so personally frustrated with this because I know where they're coming from, but I know that doesn't serve you in consistently doing your best every day and really building long-term sustainable strength and success of what you're aiming to do. So that optimal versus practical, I absolutely loved in this. And as I was going into this challenge is I said, I'm not looking for anything optimal here. I'm just looking for practical. What can I do? And what I can commit to is just doing it every day. I don't expect anything else. If I have moments of clarity, great. If I don't, that's fine. I'm going to learn as I go forward. And I think if you take this approach of any challenge that you're doing or any plan that you're aiming for and focusing on, I think this will really benefit you. So I love that story of Andy Pettit. I wanted to bring it out here because it resonated a lot with this challenge. And hopefully you gain some insight of what you're working on for yourself and your own personal journey from that as well. So again, thank you so much, guys. I'll leave it there. Uh, Again, tune into Megan Henry's episode that's out. Check out Todd's. That's coming later. And um Remember, it's those 20, it's those 20 starts where somewhere in the middle, that's what makes you a pitcher. So all right. Much love, guys. Talk to you soon. Peace.
Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you found some great value here. And if you like this episode, please drop a comment and leave us a five-star rating and review. It does more to build the show than you can imagine. And do not forget to check out and join the Strength Connection Facebook group. In this group, I share the biggest takeaways and lessons from these amazing conversations, as well as training and strength tips for pursuing mastery and fulfillment in life. This group is filled with individuals looking to take full control over their strength, and it's the perfect space to explore new ideas and to share your journey. And you'll also get exclusive access to the Strength Connection Mastery Seminars. It's a deep dive into the physical, mental, and spiritual training that you can begin using immediately. So do not wait. Go now. Seriously, go. I much love to you. Thank you so much, and I'll catch you on the next one.